You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. The series is uh, Worldview, and some of you probably are not familiar with the uh, title, the message from the world, Worldview. And Worldview is a view of uh, really how we see the the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, in fact, worldview is so simple. I want to just uh, summarize that how we see the world and the lenses that we see the world uh, will really shape the way we behave. So a lot of people at times we challenge them uh, because we don't agree with their uh, perspectives and how they see the world. We have to really uh, retrace our steps and check their worldview because at times we have uh, misunderstanding with individuals. Some would see it as six, some would see it as nine because we, we are coming from different perspectives, but it's the same number. Am I correct? And the reason why this is very important because uh, at times we uh, don't really understand that there are so many uh, worldviews out there that we're bombarded left uh, and right of uh, how we should respond and see things. That's the reason why if your lenses are colored, you see the world colored. And in the same manner, I hope that when it comes to Christianity, our language and how we see the world is based from the word. Not just because uh, we think it's good, we uh, think it's just entertaining that we adhere to somebody's suggestion. And a lot of us here, especially Filipinos, when, when we hear something that's just nice and easy and good, we adhere to the perspectives and how people would see things. We need to take a closer look if this is really biblical. For example, a lot of people believe in the whole idea that if you do good, you will receive good. If you do bad, you receive bad. That's not from the Bible. That's karma. But a lot of people would adhere to the whole idea that indeed as you do good, you will receive good. Remember that you did not do any good, but God has been so good. That's the gospel. And a lot of people would teach you a lot of things. If you are not a student of the word, you will adhere to a lot of things. I mean, people at times suggest that everything leads to God, pluralism, that God is everything and everything is God. That's not from the Bible. And a lot of people would give that reason. Why? Because they don't know what the word of God states. And that is something that we have to be cautious about because a lot of Christians has been very sincere in the pursuit of God. But I'm telling you right now, you can be sincerely wrong. Do you understand? If I give you a bottle of Coke with poison and you drink that bottle of Coke with all sincerity, you will die. Are you sincere? Yes, but you are sincerely wrong. A lot of people are so sincere. Sincerity is not enough. This is why it is important that our goal today is that we would have a different worldview that our view of the world is based on the word. Thus, we have entitled this series, Word View. So my question with you right now, why is it important that you have a Christian worldview? Why is it every time we encounter a certain belief system, why do we filter these things according to the Word of God? Because the Word of God is the standard of what we believe and what we adhere to. Only Christianity will teach you three things. That's from the book of Romans chapter 12. It says right here, do not be conformed to this world. Why? Because if you don't have the truth, the tendency is to be conformed to the world. How many of you here honestly would admit that there are certain things that you subscribe to that you, at times you don't understand, but because this is the fad, Sekat, let me join the band. We conform to the world. And the reason why some people would want to have an expensive mobile device because it enhances their image. Again, I have nothing against owning an iPhone or an expensive phone. The question you need to ask yourself, is this really important? Because the goal of having a phone is for what? For communication purposes. But a lot of people use it as part of their, 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 their wear, their, their, how they look. Now, you have, to, you have to check the reason why you're, you're doing what you're doing. And a lot of people, the worldview is that as long as I look good, that's my objective. That's my goal. 
A lot of people would want to lose weight. I mean, we have this upcoming prayer and fasting. Why do you fast? To lose weight and get to know God. <laughs> to shed a, <laughs> some pounds to get to know God. <laughs> you don't fast to lose weight. More than losing weight, the goal of losing weight is not just to lose weight, but to look healthy, not just look good. Same thing with, with, with fasting. You, just, uh, you don't fast next week, whether that's water, one meal, or vegetable fast, or or oxygen fast. You don't want to inhale for one week. And before you open your eyes, welcome, you good and faithful servant. You are in heaven. I mean, you don't fast because you want to twist the arm of God in order for you to really ask something from God. You fast because you want a relationship with God, a deeper running and thriving relationship with God. This is making sense. You know, at the end of the day, the reason why we don't want to conform to the world because we're full of lies. And the reason why you have sin because you're full of lies. Check your sin. It's under the category of deception. The devil has made you believe that that's okay to live in this kind of life. But once you're exposed to God's truth, to the Word of God, how many of you here can agree and will agree with me that the very day you are exposed to God's Word is also the, what, the day that you are liberated from sin? Because you know the truth and the truth will set you free. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That as you have been, uh, really experienced the Word of God, your worldview changes and you live differently. And thus, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That you are not just living truthfully, you are not just living differently, but you are living righteously. This is the only religion that teaches you to adhere to the truth and you don't have to do anything in order for you to really win the approval of God. Most, in fact, 99% of the religions out there and worldview, you have to work your way into what? The heart of God. You have to perform in order for you to be accepted. That's the view of the world. But in Christ Jesus, you are accepted. Thus, you perform. I've been saying that over and over again, that indeed, if you have a Christian worldview, everything changes. This is why I believe the next eight weeks is that this will be a series that would uncover certain things that we think is right, but it is not biblical. So the question is, what is the series all about? That we understand that the Word of God has a final authority and truthfulness, and the Scripture is what we adhere to, that we use as a standard, that we will devote ourselves because the Word of God can be trusted. When you know the Word of God can be trusted, and it has been tested through time, people have gone out of their way to do away with the Bible. But the Bible has been available over and over again, and it's the best-selling book. Why? Because the Bible can be so reliable that all of us here can attest that indeed the Word of God has changed our lives, changed our hearts. Because God's Word is true, inerrant, and authoritative, it will be the basis of how we see things. So when we encounter certain things in life that we know nothing of, go back to the Word of God. For example, when you're living in fear, go back to the Bible. If you want promotion, go back to the Bible. If you want to find the right one this year, you're not just out there looking for the right one. You'd rather stay single than end up with the wrong person. Am I correct? So everything goes back to the Word. And a lot of people and a lot of us here are bombarded every single day with a lot of suggestions. And if you're not studying the Word of God, there's a tendency for you to embrace somebody's suggestion. You listen to, to, to a lot of, of famous individuals and the tendency for you to really give in to what they would suggest. But if you're understanding of the word is deep and clear, even though people would suggest you remain to what? 
to be truthful and you remain to be steadfast that you are anchored in God's Word. This is why a lot of people would give in, even fellow Christians would give in to people's suggestion. Why you're weak with the Word. So anything that comes your way, you'll give in. This is why 2017 has been a bumpy journey because you easily give in. You change your path. But today, I'm telling you right now, that will change because this year will be a different year. You are rooted in God's Word and all of your decisions goes back to the Word of God. This is why the passage for today in the next few weeks will be based in the book of Psalms. And we will read Psalm chapter 1. And for the past two years, as your lead pastor, okay, I've been reminding you to, to buy a Bible, okay? Let me read chapter 1, verse 1. It says right here, Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows that the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Wow. Heavenly Father, thank you for indeed your word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And I pray right now that each and every person, as we study your word, that we will be like a tree planted by the streams of living water who does not wither, Lord God. Whatever we do, prosperous, Father. Thank you for prospering all our deeds this year. We have the next 360 days, Lord God. We want everything that we do, Lord God, will be according to your word, and we will see the fruit of our labor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We start with the word blessed. Or the phrase, blessed is the man. The word blessed came from the word esher. The Hebrew word esher, which means the idea of happiness or contentment. This is why you're happy. And this is not the kind of happiness that is circumstantial. The following day, because I don't have the money, I will not be happy. Remember that you don't have to possess anything to be happy. If your mentality is that, I wish I have a new car, I'll be happy. I hope, I wish I have a boyfriend, I'll be happy. Do you understand? I wish I have a girlfriend, I'll be happy. I, I wish I have a, a new uh, rubber shoes. If, if the basis is procuring something, it doesn't really make sense. Because if happiness is derived from what you get, what's the point of having Jesus? So therefore, you're happy because you have Jesus. Because if you're happy based on the blessings and not when you go through challenges, there is something wrong with your worldview. In fact, both ways, whether good or bad, you need to be happy. Why? Think about this. When you're blessed, you're happy because you're blessed, right? When you're not blessed and you're going through challenges, you need to be happy because you're what? Your faith will grow. And somebody asked me, Pastor, if the goal of the devil is to kill me, why does he not end my life? I don't know if that's right. I mean, he would always, this is friend of mine would always, and would always ask me with that question and, and I just can't stand but to give him the right answer. And I would always uh, remind him that if you're alive, the reason why the devil will not kill you because when he kills you, you're going to heaven. Mission accomplished. If he will let you live, you will share the gospel. Mission accomplished. Both ways. Because you're a Christian, both ways you're always winning. It is just a matter of worldview, your perspective. If you're not blessed right now, you're having a lot of financial difficulty and challenges. The reason why you're going through that, because God wants you. And this is not the will of God that we have challenges, but God is a great God. He will use challenges to grow your faith. Isn't that a blessing that your faith is growing? Amen. Is this helping you? Come on now. Yeah. Both ways we're blessed. Hallelujah. So happiness is not a direct pursuit, but a product of knowing the truth that you have Jesus Christ in your life. 
It's like eating lechon. Grabe. Parang biglang sumikip yung dibdib ko, okay? Okay. If you don't eat, it will spare you from dying. Do you understand? Okay. If you eat, you'll be happy. I mean, both ways, if you understand why you're deprived or provided, it will always be for your own benefit. Again, worldview. I'm telling you right now, blessed is the man who walks not say no. Why? I mean, it's impossible for me before not to walk in the counsel of the wicked because I love the counsel of the wicked. Anybody here who can relate with me when you're with your evil friends before you came to know the Lord? Is it really exciting, right? For about two days, it's fun. You gather, you drink, you laugh at somebody, you enjoy momentarily, but that's not sustainable. Eventually, I mean, you, you will reap what you have sown. But how come right now I don't want to be with the counsel of the wicked? Because I will tell you further why. Because the counsel of the wicked is product of people who doesn't know the word. I mean, a lot of us here are surprised why people would react in that manner. Because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. What can you expect? Why would you react? Why would you take it against them? Walang panginoon yan. On your way to festival, you want to worship God and serve God, somebody cuts you in the parking lot. Why would you expect somebody to do what is right when he's not even right with God? My point for saying this, now we can expect that this person, this man or woman, or this individual, does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand away of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Why? Because this is the kind of person who has a relationship with the Word of God, who reads his Bible. How many of you here, you're reading your Bible? Anybody here? Raise your hand once a year. Anybody? Good. All of us are part of that. Because when you read, just like what we have read a while ago in chapter 1, and I will talk about this further, that when you're reading the Word of God, it's easy for you to decline when you're delighted with the Word. Now, think about this. When you're delighted with something, it's easy to say no. In fact, it's easy to say no to what is good when you have what is great. This is why. You can't be with the counsel of what? Of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Why? Do you do what is right and you're not attracted or you're not gravitating towards people who would who would give you uh, an ungodly counsel or be with people who loves to malign people, make fun of people. I mean, all of us are guilty. Even, even all by yourself, without your friends, you can make fun of people in your mind. How many of you are guilty of that? And this is what the Word of God is saying, that the first two verses of Psalm chapter 1 is a picture of a man who's reading the Bible. It's easy to say no. It's easy to say no to sin when you have God's Word in your heart. Now, this is not something that you do because you, you don't want to sin, that I need to read the Bible so I don't sin. That's not what I'm talking about. A lot of you here, you don't want to sin because, or you don't want to read, or you read the Bible because you don't want to sin. That's wrong. For example, okay, uh, this was a few years ago. Uh, I want to be a great husband. Husband of the year, probably. Do you understand? But the goal is not just to be a great husband. I want you to hear this loud and clear. I, I, I talk to my wife, not, not really, I, 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 I say to my wife, I love you, I, I go at home and, and eat dinner. I did everything. I was loyal, I don't flirt with girls, I don't watch pornographic materials, I read my Bible, I, I did everything. One thing I lack, I don't connect with her. I did what was right, but I was not intimate with my wife. That's wrong. Because a lot of you here, you feel like that your Christianity is validated by doing what is right. If you do what is right and you're not intimate with God, that's not Christianity. Because you're not here for the what? For the things that you need to do for your lover or the person that you have a relationship with. 
You want to be intimate and the reason why you're doing what is right because you're intimate with God. So a lot of people would just be, would, would validate that they're followers of God, that they come to church, that a victory group, they're part of the ministry. You can do all of this, but my question with you right now, and you know this in your heart, are you intimate with Jesus? Are you intimate with Jesus? And only through the Word of God that you will grow into that understanding. This is why it is important that the Word of God is giving us a clear picture that it started as a man or it started with a man walking, standing, and sitting. If you are not conscious of what you're doing and you don't have the Word of God in your heart, the tendency for you is to evolve into that kind of person. It was just first walking. And you stop and you listen to, to, to the wickedness of people and you join them in their wickedness. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says right here, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You have to be cautious of the people that you are with and the people that you are blending in. You know, when, when I got married about 11 years ago, you know what happened? For the first year of our marriage, we're, we're, we're in love and we want to get married, tie the knot. But our goal is not just for us to fall in love. Our goal is this one. Do we provoke one another when it comes to a relationship with God? Do we challenge one another? You know, about a week ago, during uh, uh, the, 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 the last week of the year, uh, 2017, we, we started asking one another, what will be our fasting? Why we have to decide early on. Pwedeng magbago ang fasting pag ginugutom ka na? So we have to hold each other accountable. We can just tell everybody, or we can tell each other, okay, I'll do water fast. Second day, pag ginutom ka na, that, that can change. But my wife will tell me, no, no, we'll, we'll stick. By the grace of God, we will do this together. So if you're single right here and you're getting married and the person that you would want to tie the knot with cannot provoke you to love Jesus all the more, that would not be a great marriage. Because the goal is for this partnership to flourish and you're pushing each other into that kind of relationship that, the, that Jesus wants you to have. And I, I don't misunderstand me that, that you should not be with people who doesn't know God. In fact, the goal is to invite them into this kind of fellowship. But Jesus has a mission. Okay? Not to be like them, but for them to be like Him. So do we have friends that we just would want to be with in order for us to be entertained? Because if that is your goal, eventually you will be like them. The goal is for them to be like Jesus. That's what Jesus did. So be careful with the people that you listen to. Be careful also that you listen to people. Do you understand? That when you listen to people, they will give you good advice. You know that man that we are talking about is really blessed. Why? Because his light is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. That he is indeed the blessed man. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or receive the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law, he meditates day and night. His delight. And I hope that all of us here, the reason why at times we're not delighted with the word of God, because... We are so caught up with the entertainment. I have nothing against watching movies, subscribing to other materials to entertain us. Some of us, we want to, ha to have a happy preaching. Yung, nakakatuwa naman si Pastor, mag-church ako dyan. I mean, you go out of this gathering, ang galing ng message. But when was the last time you mentioned more than just the message, ang galing ni God? You know, my goal here is not just to entertain you. The goal of the Word of God is to correct you. 
Because human as we are, there's a tendency for us to what? To go off course. How many of you here, you know how to drive? You don't just start the engine and sleep. Why do you have the steering wheel? Because you want to correct your course real time. That's the same thing. The Word of God would want to correct your heart. So if you're reading the Bible and all you see is the grace of God, mabait na Panginoon, mapagbahal ng Panginoon, napakabuti ng Panginoon, praise the Lord, napakabuti na Panginoon. That's the only thing that you see and you don't see God's correction. There's something wrong with your worldview. God wants to correct your heart because that is the affirmation of God's love for us, that your heart is corrected. So my question with you right now, when was the last time your heart has been corrected by the Word of God? How many of you here, you've been in that place, you're reading the Bible, and you thought you're humble? Praise God, I'm humble. You, know, you, you tend to announce it. Anybody here? How many of you here, honestly, while reading the Bible, the Word of God has corrected your heart? You've seen how evil your heart is. Wait, I'm telling you right now, people like us, we have this uncanny ability to pretend. You, know, you understand? You look, you look godly, angelic. You know, when, you, when, pe- when people talk to you, come on, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sister anointed. You know, how's the food anointed? You, you, know, you, you were like that. But the way we, we, we communicate ourselves is contrary to what's happening in our hearts and our thoughts. Let's be honest, okay? Just, just, just us. How many of you here can, can honestly say that what we communicate to people, that the image that we project is, is totally different than what's happening in our hearts? You're evil in your thoughts. You're crafty in your heart. You're divisive internally. But because of the Word of God, slowly we are changing. And this is why the starting point of saying no to sin and saying no to what is evil is to delight in something. And how many of you here, once in your life, you have been an athlete? Athlete. Most of you have been an athlete, right? I mean, you, you decline from, from staying up late because you want to wake up the following day and do your routine. Why? Because you know that there's a higher goal. You're delighted with that goal that you can de- decline anything. It's easy to say no when you want to shoot for, for a higher goal. And when a person is meditating God's Word day and night, no, you're not just reading, you're meditating. I don't know if, if you can relate with me. Once in my life, I fell in love with, with my ex-girlfriend. Now my wife. You know, some of you probably, you're evil in your thoughts, okay? You have another idea, okay? You know, Day and night, I would, I would think of her. I mean, uh, uh, nag-lunch ka na. Yung, yung text message before, 30 to 10, yung lunch ka na. O, sagot niya, who you? Yung, yung, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, because of my love and, and my devotion to her. Are we like that to God's word? Some of you here, you would, you would just read that. Okay, 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 I'm done. Lord, tapos na ako. You're not enjoying. So there is something in your appetite for God that is standing in the way. Nobody wants to be in a relationship, a husband and wife relationship, because you want to entertain a third party. let's entertain a third party. Nobody in his right mind would do that. You want complete devotion towards one another, right? How many of you hear wives? Pag naglalakad kayo sa mga, tinitingan mo yung mata ng mister mo kasi talagang... Do you agree? 
Why? Mata lang yan. Itingin lang yan eh. Hindi ka na mamamatay dyan eh. We're not talking about just a mere glance. We're talking about devotion. Is this making sense? Men. So when you walk in the mall, you look at your wife yung... I don't know if, if it will cost your life, do, be, so be it. But my point is, we're talking about devotion. This is what King David said. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. David was just so consumed with the Word of God that he would, he would compare it with, with honey. Kaya palang tawag sa mag-asawa honey. My own interpretation, but I just don't me, okay? But but the <laughs> but my point is is that this is really for real. I stumbled upon a site, a Jewish site known as Kabad.org, wherein the, the, the Jewish culture would, would introduce the Torah or the law or the word of God to the to their kids at the age of three years old. And and as they introduced the, the, the law, they would put honey on the text. Honey, as in on. And they would allow these kids to lick that honey from the text. The goal is for them to remind their kids that reading the Bible is sweet. I hope that we see the point here. That the Word of God is not drudgery, drudgery or, or, or a form of responsibility. It is something that we enjoy. And I will talk more about this because it, it's written right here that His delight is in the law of the Lord. Okay, and on his law, he meditates day and night. The word meditate came from a Hebrew word means to chew or mutter. When you meditate God's word, you just don't eat for the sake of eating. How many of you here, you're, you're, there is a, a time in your life where when you eat, talagang, I mean, it's just fun to, to just take some time to enjoy every moment of it. That's what we want with the word of God. So if you're just reading the Bible for the sake of reading, I'm telling you right now, this is not just about a responsibility. Are you connecting you can only measure how delighted you are with God's Word based on your hunger for the Word. So my desire tonight is for you to fall in love with the Word. And I cannot fabricate it. I can't do that. Let the Holy Spirit give you the desire. But your year will be dependent on how passionate with you or how passionate you are with God's Word. This year will never be the same again if you will pursue God's Word more than happiness. Pursue knowing God more than just your, your, your desire to, to have a lot of money. If you check your Bible reading every day and it's not your top priority, look at your life. If you're not satisfied with your life, look at your Bible reading. If you're having some humps and bumps in your relationship with God and you're simply saying, Lord, am I really blessed? Look at your Bible reading. Because it is in your meditating that your life is going to be decided whether you will succeed or fail this year. I've counseled a lot of people. Pastor, nagbabasa ka ng Bible. Oh, last year, oh, okay. Because if you're not reading the Word and you're saying that you're a Christian, there is an irony. We meditate God's Word. We chew on God's Word. You know, Eastern religion will teach you to empty your mind. Christianity will teach you to fill your mind. Because if you empty your mind, you are susceptible to demonic attacks, to a lot of ideas that's not of God. But as you fill your mind with God's Word, God is not twisting your arm to do what is good and right. But it is because of that worldview, that Word that fills your mind. Religion will teach you do what is good, give, be honest, be good, be nice, be loving. And you can't be. 
God is not like that. He will allow you to what? To be marinated in God's word that you end up doing what is right. Meditation forms your worldview. In fact, your believing of the word leads to behaving. So if there are certain things that comes out of your mouth that are not right, don't remind yourself, I need to do right. Or talk to a friend of yours, remind me to do what is good. No, 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 go back. Am I really exposing my heart and my mind and my whole being to God's word? Because the goal is meditation. Not just one day or one morning, day and night, you think of God's word. Pastor, I'm busy. The reason why you're busy because this is not your priority. Try prioritizing this because the word of God is not just for your spirituality. It covers everything. When you are spiritually healthy, everything will be healthy. So when you're reading the Word of God, check. This is just the first step in order for you to grow and flourish in your walk with God. When you're reading the Bible, check of a promise or a command. Okay? I'm not going to really unfold everything here. We have eight weeks. But just for this week, when you're reading the Bible, check. Is there a command that I need to follow or promise I need to claim? Dalawang bagay lang. I'm teaching you practically on how to really grow in your walk with God. And the illustration right here of a person who meditates God's word day and night is like a tree planted by the streams of water. That you are planted in the streams of water. Why? Because we want progress and permanence. The problem is that a lot of Christians doesn't want to be planted. Gusto ko nasa pasulang ako, pastor. That's not what a tree should be. Because you're limiting your what? Your potential, your growth. You don't want to be planted because even the word of God is saying don't just be a potted plant. Be in the streams of living water. Just like this tree. That our growth is limitless when we are planted permanently compared to being potted temporarily. So you're like a tree planted by the streams of living water because you want to take advantage of every opportunity to just get so much water. You want to absorb everything. Are you that kind of person if there's an opportunity to read God's word, listen to God's word? You know the pastor that mentored me demanded that I memorize 100 scriptures because he can. You know, the pastor who mentored me, there's so much traffic in Manila. Either you can react or go back to the Bible and meditate. It's up to you to make every opportunity, no matter how bad the traffic is, to read the Bible. Because if you distance yourself from the Word of God, the tendency is that you do things your way because there is nothing to what? To teach you and guide you. This is why the Word of God that says that we need to be in the streams of living water is a picture of somebody who's remaining, that you don't want to move or, 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 or get out of, of the streams of living water because you want to flourish. In fact, the same message can be found in John fifteen four, that as you remain, you abide in Him, and Him in you, I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. But a lot of Christians are potted. Nasa pasulang. The reason why a lot of Christians, at times, they're erratic in their faith, yung, ha masaya ako, praise the Lord, the following day. Because they're not planted. May mga Christians na, I'll commit today, the following week, I'll recommit. A lot of us here, at times, would accept Jesus every, every Sunday. Yung, do you want to accept? Ako yun, yung, Grow up. Stop accepting Jesus. Start inviting Jesus to live in your heart because you're not growing. I need to be harsh now because 2018 is a valuable year for you and for me. I love you so much that I need to correct you. I need to remind you because I am telling you right now, 
battles are won based on how exposed you are in the Word of God. So I do pray that you will remain in Him. That you're not jumping from, from different services and different churches in order for you to just satisfy your longing. We want you to be planted so that you'll grow. You'll be rooted. You'll be established. That when challenges come your way, you can stand and look at the challenges of life square in the eye because you have Jesus and the Word in your heart. Amen. Amen. Can we give Him all the glory? You know, it's easy to be a Christian when things are, are, are doing well. You're blessed. You have, you have a bonus. It's Christmas. You have friends. You have a love life. Everything is working according to what you want it to, to be. Everything, you have money. Everything is provided. Yung worship, Lord, worship. Everything is working well. But real Christianity is tested when things are not working well. I'm happy because I will know okay, from a real Christian to somebody who's just a fake, a phony. This is where we will know who the real Christian is. That if you are abiding in Christ, no matter how many typhoon or, 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 or challenges that will come your way, you're rooted. I mean, pag may merong unos, if there's a typhoon, tapos nasa pasuka lang, kawawa ka naman. Why? Because you're not rooted. And I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be a perfect year. You will have challenges. How many of you here, you do agree that we will have challenges this year? Pastor, wag naman, man. Anybody here? We're like that. We will have challenges. But the promise is, take heart, my son, I have overcome the world. You're not doing life alone. You have Jesus by your side and God's word in your heart. So 28 didn't bring it on. That's the year that we will have. We will have breakthroughs and challenges side by side. But the promise is that you will be like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. You'll bear fruit. And you'll be surprised that even though you have challenges, you still bear fruit. And the real fruit that we're talking about are not just the things that we want from God. I mean, if, if somebody will do you harm, you can still smile. What kind of religion is this? Where people will take advantage of you and you're ready to forgive? Now, I'm not saying that, that, that you need to be abused by people. That's not what I'm talking about. Yung may, may ibang paniniwala, other worldviews, and yet you're not competing with other religions. If they would tell you that you're wrong and they're right, you will not take it against them. In fact, you will pray harder that you, can, that you will win them for Christ. Some of us here, when we're challenged by other religions, lumalabas yung kulay natin. Why do we react? Why? Because we're insecure as well. Our worldview is distorted. Pag tama ang worldview mo and you know you're the, you have the truth, there's nothing to be insecure about. How many of you here meron kayong duda sa pangalan niyo? Ako ba talaga si Juan? Or baka si, ako si... All of us, we know our names, right? When people will challenge you, you're not Nathan, you are Dennis. You don't react in that manner. I am Nathan, I know the truth. Same thing with our relationship with Christ. Same thing with who you are in Christ. We want you to know your identity this year because the first thing that the enemy will attack is your identity. He will question you and God's love for you. 
But when you know who you are and the God that you serve and the Father that you have in heaven, nothing can break you. Its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. It is my prayer this year that everything that you touch will prosper. I'm not saying that you have the meatest touch, that, that everything will turn into gold. That when you know that God, everything that I will work on, please multiply it. Please bless this. This year, how many of you here, you're believing. I will stand with you in prayer as we cap our, our gathering tonight. That this year, this year will be a, a great year for your business, for your career, for your marriage, for your ventures, for your kids, for your finances. Because God says in His Word, when you meditate and dwell, prosperity follows. And the next illustration is that the wicked are not so. Verse 1, the blessed. This one, the wicked. But are like shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. You know, just like what we have mentioned, a shaft, it's, the, it's, it's, it's worthless. And, and the wind blows away because it's, it's the covering of the grain. And it's for nothing. And this is what the wicked is. And when I was reading the scripture, I hope you do understand that that when your heart is changed by God, you will not celebrate that I'm blessed and look at the wicked. <laughs> I'm glad I'm blessed. If you are like that, that you laugh because people are wicked and God is not for them, there is something wrong with your heart. Grabe, no? What the gospel does to our heart. That we're not comparing ourselves that we're blessed and they're wicked. We're simply saying at the back of our minds and in our hearts, we're saying, I wish I can share the gospel to the wicked. Is that your default reaction? Or your reaction as a Christian is that, kasi ano, demonyo ka kasi. Are we like that? Sabi ko na nga eh. Yan, pinagagawa mo. Your desire is to, wow, I was once like this person where my life is, is, is bound nowhere, but God intervened and captured my life. So every time we look at the scripture, if you don't have a concept that the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is that God brought me in so I can bring more people in. This is not just about, I'm blessed this year. I will have a great year. The plan of God is to win you so that you may experience His love so that you will be a tool to win other people. Our goal is not just to be blessed. It is making sense. What's the point of having what you are believing and praying for if you don't know the purpose? To be happy. And then, what's next? To be blessed. What's next? Or to eat. What's next? To buy a house. What's next? All of this will perish. One thing that will not perish, the people that you have shared the gospel to. Because you cannot send money to heaven Right? Or you cannot bring money to heaven, but you can, what? Send it ahead of you with the people that you have invested your life to. They will be in heaven. It goes beyond eternity when you use money for people to come into the saving knowledge of Christ. Everything that you buy will end here. But investing in the lives of people will go beyond your lifetime. This is why, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. God knows. It will perish. 
But I am begging God, Lord, don't let the wicked perish. I was once a bad person. I have encountered an article that a wicked person who came to know the Lord is like a beggar. Telling another beggar where to find bread. And we have Christ, the bread of life, that gives us sustenance and satisfaction. But we're not a better version of these people. How many of you here, you're highly convinced you came to know the Lord, you are righteous? The reason why you're righteous is not because of your righteousness, because of what Jesus did on the cross that made you right. So you're not proud, I am righteous. No. You are moved with so much humility. Lord, how can you make me righteous? I don't deserve it. Lord, let me be that kind of person that you want me to be. Because your righteousness springs from the righteousness of Christ on the cross. You are not trying to be righteous so that he will crucify himself on the cross. He is hanging on that cross so that he can make you righteous. Lord, me, you're making me righteous. And because of your death on the cross, I choose to follow that identity. I will be righteous. And I know I will not be perfect but because you have given me that identity. Remember identity? When the enemy tells you you're wicked, you're unrighteous. My name is Nathan. I know my identity. I am righteous. You will doubt. You will question if you're righteous. But you go back to the cross. Some, even Christians, will go back to their good works. Worldview again. That's your lenses. And some of you here, you're happy because you're doing well, you're reading your Bible. Lord, God, I'm so happy. I used to read four chapters, now ten. How is that, Lord? You're happy. That's your identity. You have done somebody good. You have, you're sharing the gospel. You're part of the ministry. You're part of ushering. You, 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 you sing here after ushering people. And, and if you have a problem with them, you run to the tech and adjust it. I mean, you, you're all over. And you feel like you're just doing well. Now, even before you did all of this, God says, you are righteous. Can we give him all the glory? So the more that you read the Bible, the more you change, the more you see your identity, the more you can say no to sin, the more that you can say no to unrighteousness, the more that you are blessed because you're not a scoffer, you're not wicked, you're not unrighteous because you meditate God's word. Our delight, our delight for the word will help us decline the things of this world. You cannot just decline. Religion will tell you, just be good. No. The gospel tells you, you can only decline based on how deep your delight is. Anybody here, you're delighted with something, you have a hobby, you have a passion. You love sports. When I'm watching sports and my wife tells me, let's have dinner. It would take me five to ten minutes if I'm watching my favorite team. I would watch the game and, and intercede and pray for my team to win. Yeah. And my wife will call me, let's have dinner. I cannot just agree and, and rush and be with her. I'm delighted. So God has to remind me, if this is your delight, your wife, this is nothing. Same thing with the Word of God. 
If the word of God is your delight, it is easy to say no to what is good because the word of God is so great. Lord, thank you that we will be devoted to your word. If you have your Bible, I want you right now to hold it and put it in your chest. Cell phone, put it in your chest. Lord, thank you for the word. The word will be part of our system. Lord, put this word, Lord God. Heart this word. Beg this word. Seal this word in my heart that every morning I'll be devoted to expose myself to your word. Lord, remove any destruction or disruption or any apathy or any familiarity. If you're here right now with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you have familiarity with the Bible, raise your head this year. If you have familiarity, don't, don't look around. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're familiar with the Word and you're, you're, not, you're not having the, the drive and the zeal and the passion to read the Bible, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Lord, with the hands that are lifted high, if our Bible reading is not consistent, Lord, there is therefore now condemnation. There's the, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Is the law of the Spirit has set you free from the law of sin and death. Lord, thank you that you give us a reboot, a restart in our system to read the Bible and enjoy everything, Lord God, that the Word of God states. Lord, thank you for the grace that Bible reading is not a performance. It is our moment with Jesus. As we raise our hands, all of us across this room, can we raise our hands right now? Lord, we're not just asking for Bible reading every day. We're asking for intimacy. I'm giving you right now 10 seconds. Tell Jesus, Lord, I want to be intimate with you. Lord, I pray right now you, you breathe intimacy with each and every person in this room. Lord, that we will be filled with, with your presence every day. That every morning we, we, we will explode in worship. Thank you. That we want more of you and less of us. You can put down your hands and as we bow our heads and close our eyes, for the next three minutes, if you're here right now, you're saying, Pastor, I don't know where to start with my Bible reading. Well, remember this. and re- Remind yourself with this, that, that the Word of God is Jesus. The Word has become flesh and dwelt among us. So the starting point of reading the Bible is to have Jesus in your heart. So if you have not invited Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you in this opportunity that I believe the Lord has orchestrated. This is not an accident. So as we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, if you want to accept Jesus, say this prayer after me. Say this, Jesus, I repent. Say this, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you through your word. Jesus, create in me a pure heart. Lord, thank you for these men and women who has decided to start the year with your word. I pray that their devotion will be consistent. That no matter what comes their way, they will not surrender and give up. Lord, thank you that this year will never be the same again because of how deep We are rooted in your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.